in the morning when you need the news that matters most. We have a constitutional right to publish this story. We are the fourth estate and we will hold the powerful accountable. You need the front page. Wait, what's the fourth estate? Us, the press. And everyone knows that? On the press box. Because I feel like people always say the fourth estate, but they don't actually know what it means. I think everybody knows what it means. I thought the fourth estate was time. That's the fourth dimension. I thought the fourth estate was Georgia. With Graney and Bischoff. No, not state, a state. You thought I was saying we're the state of Georgia? Talked about this with David Roth. Adidas on Tuesday's cutting ties with Kanye West. Yee. Ending would have been the most significant corporate fashion partnership of the rapper and designer's career after he made a series of anti-Semitic remarks and embraced a slogan associated with white supremacists that earned him widespread condemnation. Adidas, which has been collaborating with Yee uh, nearly a decade ago after he left Nike, has long weathered public barbs from the rapper. The fact that you're calling him Yee is hilarious to me, but honestly. Is that Yee or Yee? It's Yee, but he doesn't, is it deserve, he doesn't deserve the respect. Is it Yee? See, this is where I'm at with the music industry. Yeah, well, you know, I just... I. I don't know where the music industry is at. I don't know where he's at. All I know is that he is saying a lot of things that are not okay to say. And I can totally understand every single partnership that's being cut, everything that he's losing. Um, consequences of your actions. This is what happens, right? People are going to say cancel culture. People are going to say that he's being deplatformed. This is what happens. You don't say this stuff without having big ter- big time consequences. And so um, it's really unfortunate the uh, the people that he's dragged into obviously a very messy chapter of his life. And um, I hope he gets help. Jared, did you know it was yay? Yes. Why didn't ye. I know this? <laughs> can I call him me the rest of the yes, time? Yes, yes, yes you can call him whatever. Like I said, he hasn't earned the respect for that. So it's just... It's it's a real. Oh, he earned it. He then just set it on fire around 2014. I just, I used to be a huge fan of his. Like his his music meant a lot to to me and a lot of people in my generation. Yep. And I just I don't. Once you cross certain lines, I won't give you my money. I will. The dollar is the ultimate protest. I don't shop at Amazon. I I, I you don't, don't shop at Amazon. No, I don't. Boy, I click six I'm times a day. I'm not a fan of the Bezos, and so really? I, I just I would rather go above and beyond. There. I just don't shop. That's the millennial way. <laughs> just don't shop because yeah, everybody's spending money they don't have. So I don't do that, and I don't listen to Kanye West music anymore because he uh, is not someone I want to associate myself with. I can't wait for the article that says millennials are killing Amazon. Yeah, and it's like killing everything. Good. We had one. We had a package delivered yesterday. Mm-hmm. What'd you get? It was uh, some vitamins. Oh, couldn't go to the vitamin store, yeah. vitamin <laughs> shop. Yeah, there's Target. a vitamin shoppy. There's a like, uh, yeah. convenience is a hell of a drug, and that yes. is what our country runs on right now to uh, to an alarming degree. Until none of us have any money to correct use that convenience. Everybody's just going to do gig work and deliver things because nobody else wants to go buy things in a store. Daddy had a breakaway. <laughs> Between that and ye, we've got a few things going this morning. Uh, Britain and Griner is going to return to U.S. anytime soon. It will not. It will happen via prisoner exchange. The jailed American exhausted her last legal option on Tuesday with her last gasp appeal predictably went nowhere. A Moscow regional court upheld Griner's August conviction on charges of drug possession and drug smuggling with criminal intent. Rejected arguments from Griner's defense attorney that her nine-year prison sentence was ex- excessive and unjustified under Russian law. Do you think she's in for a while? 
I yeah, I think she is, and it's really it's a really sad and really unfortunate story. And I don't know. I think there's this kind of idea that there maybe like a savior complex that she should get back over here. Like we should do everything humanly possible, but we also have to realize what the world what's going on in the world what's going on in russia what's going on in terms of what they're asking for exchange like i look at this as, as similar to like a prisoner of war situation and she might be there for nine years and that's devastating that's absolutely devastating for her and every and her family and everybody involved i uh what was the question again i'm sorry i just got <laughs> elton john Vasectomy's gonna like this. Canceled his Houston concert. What? Why would he like this? He doesn't well, like Elton. I don't know no, about that. He, I don't know if he knows who Elton is. He he knows facts. Elton like I know ye. <laughs> <laughs> that that's how much he knows Elton John. Oh, I love Elton. Uh, he was scheduled to play at Minute Maid Park on November fourth. Well, guess what? That's when Game Six of the World Series is set. Even though the way the Astros are playing, the odds of being a Game Six are, are probably long at this point. If the Astros. Uh, They'll have home field advantage and Astros over Elton John. We could be heroes. Oh, no. Just for one day. Oh, Moulin no. Rouge is like one of my favorite musicals of all time. I think that's a David Bowie song. But oh, all right. it's, it's all, well, it's all arranged by Elton. Whatever. But that kind of sucks. Who, who knew that Elton would ever get bumped off for anything? He's coming through here, isn't he? Yes. We had tickets yesterday and we're going to have oh! tickets tomorrow. Oh, I can't <laughs> win those, can I? Damn it! I want to I mean, go. We'll talk off the air. Yes. Silence. <laughs> Is this a big deal? Texas coach Steve Sarkeesian issued an apology to begin his Monday news conference after he left the field before singing the eyes of Texas following the Longhorns 41-34 lost to Oklahoma State on Saturday. As you know, I owe an apology to Longhorn Nation. I made a mistake at the end of the game in not singing the eyes of Texas when the game was done. This was not intentional not anything to do with our players our players followed me up the ramp in the locker room upset the way the game ended i apologize isn't this a song that they try to get banned yep can't win either way can you no i just it seems dumb to apologize it's like sheldon keith avenue apologized to uh, austin matthews and mitch martin for telling him they suck early on in the season like it is what it is like it's not that big of a deal like move on with your life but texas football is a different bit but they have arch manning coming down the pipeline they should be happy oh you seen? Have you seen uh, clips of Arch? Yeah. What do you mean of him playing? Yeah. Yeah, he's nasty. I understand that. He's. Uh, is there anybody else in that generation besides Arch? I know that Peyton's kids are a lot younger, and Eli's are as well. But they're gonna buy an this, NFL this team. Kid, that family. This kid has to be the last one. I don't know. Although Peyton has some younger kids. Peyton too. has twins. I'm pretty sure. But they they can't be older than like 12 or 13. I don't think because Cooper Cooper I think has a few years on Peyton. And he didn't play because he got hurt. Yeah. High school? Cooper, Cooper now, they kind of threw him in that uh, college uh, uh, quiz show. Oh, yeah. And they kind of, have you seen this? Just a brother TV? that tags along. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Know? It's kind of the, sad. Their Caesars commercial's actually pretty good. You know, when they're about the betting where it's the whole family and Archie's the whole in family. there. Okay, that's yeah, good. I, that's I, thought, good. I thought it was a pretty good commercial. But, but I don't know. I, I, I'm looking at, uh, I watched that quiz show with the colleges and poor Cooper is shoved off to the side. And every once in a while, Peyton will say, what do you think, Coop? And then Coop will have some kind of answers like, dude, you're just there because you've got really nothing to do. Peyton kind of seems like an a-hole, doesn't he? Peyton? Yeah. Like what? I just think, I think he just sounds like a guy that th it, there's no messing around and that he's always right. 
It's an alpha. Like a do full you watch the alpha. Monday Night with him? And, uh, I, I do the sometimes. Brother? I like. I enjoy it, but then sometimes I'm annoyed by it. It's hard. It's hard. It's it's a weird bit because it's just it's a di- completely different game experience, but you don't really know what's going on in the game. Like you have to like really pay attention you to, the to, pay attention to the actual footage. And I mean, they've had some big time guests. What? Well, Did that's Obama great. last night? Did he? He had I don't Obama. Know, I saw, on? Well, no, I saw a picture. You can tweet in if we're wrong. I saw a picture of both yeah, brothers. I, I think this might be Ed seeing the internet wrong. I, I might, no, I I saw a picture. Well, maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. I mean, I'm he wrong. gets big time guests. There's always like a, a current player, some big celebrity, and then maybe a former one. But it's tweet just, to us if that's right or wrong. Yeah, I want to know because I saw three, three the three pictures, and they all had uh, zip up jackets. And yeah. they made it like a joke about it. Okay, Barack Obama joins Peyton and Schmitty during the Bears Patriots game. There you go. It is two weeks before midterms. There you go. Well, there's that. Oh, they got to give equal time. Yeah, that's absolutely. Right. That's right. <laughs> equal, equal time on this show. <laughs> Those are great. That's that's another great question. You heard about it. Uh, Jared played the rejoin with it. Uh, James Franklin criticized the layout of the tunnel, at Michigan Stadium, which was home to a halftime shouting match between his team two weeks ago. That ton- one tunnel's a problem and has been. We got the first team in to join the tunnel. Uh, Jim Harbaugh took offense to it, and he blamed he blamed Franklin for everything. I have bigger fish to fry than worry about that kind of whining, as we heard on the rejoin. So I've always wondered, they put so money, much money into these stadiums with the revamping of them, the res- restoration. Mm-hmm. And I know you kind of want to keep, like I was at Notre Dame Stadium, you want to keep that, how it's looked for since Newt Rock, yeah. and he actually uh, it's like a monument. It. Yeah, it's a monument. But there's two tunnels there. UNLV came out of one. Notre Dame came out of theirs. I just never understood the one tunnel situation. What do they think is going to happen in, the, in these huge games? What do they think is happening when you congregate? They want it to happen. You think so? Mm-hmm. You congregate two teams going in and out of the tunnel at the same time, or not out of it? I'm sure they, you know, the visiting team comes out and then the home team. But at halftime, when they're both going in there. Quote the Will Ferrell bit. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I think they're just doing it to to stir it up to cause some confrontation. My question is: Is are these rivalries between coaches like legitimate, or is it playing up for recruiting? Is it a bit like is it a character? You know, because all that plays, especially in Big Ten and how much they compete for for talent and everything else. I honestly think that that that's what you just said where they're competing for talent that's where the actual rivalry right comes from is the fact Football's that it's just, just like, the after effect it's the it's the pipeline i promised that kid everything and he still went to ohio state i'm not backing down from this not any aspect he of this stole, they stole that 18 year old from me <laughs> please don't take these words out of context i got a promise from him at 15 it was fine <laughs> yeah that's a pretty detailed question uh Hans Neiman, you know who this is? Suing Magnus Carlsen. You've heard about this for $400 million? Yeah, the chess uh, player. Oh, chess drama. Yep. Carlsen, the number one chess Whoa. player in the world. How is a chess player worth $400 million? Yeah, where does he think this they is They weaponized that brain for other ventures. They probably help with other things. It doesn't always have to be all chess. Chess is supposed to be like a training or playground for the mind, right? Okay. I just... I don't know $400 million. $400 million. That's a lot. Uh, He's got a great marketing team. If you don't remember, Carlson was the number one player in the world. Neiman beat him in a tournament. Neiman was accused of cheating. And how how was he cheating again? Well, we're going to get to that. (laughs) (laughs) He had something inserted. They played again, and Carlson quit after one move. Carlson put out a statement accusing Neiman of cheating. Neiman has been accused of using anal beads to signal what moves to make. Different directional. uh... I just... 
instruction than yeah. what Tyler's going through this morning. <laughs> We're always bringing it back to poor Tyler. <laughs> it's hard not to, but this is well, crazy. Well, he's getting beads removed. That's um, Oh, there you go. Or the track is being disrupted or dislodged. All right, so at some point, we got to have Tyler on the show, and uh, we got to see how these, uh, how, if you can receive signals this way. Right? How sensitive is it down there? He might be driving back at this point listening, but he'd be out of it, right, with the, uh, anesthesia. With the anesthesia? Yeah. Wouldn't he be out of have it Have you a ever little? gone under? Yes. Have, what happens when you awaken? Well, it's not funny, but you go under and you you think you awake like a second later. And well, the, yeah, but do you like, have, like, a reaction to it? I've had reactions to it. Uh, what reaction? Like, I woke up crying for no reason, and then I have, like, when I got my wisdom teeth out, or I had a surgery, I got, like, 10 minutes of me just talking to my grandma and my mom. It's genius. Yeah, that's dangerous. You never know what you're going to say. Oh, and it's brilliant. It's on YouTube. I'm going to have to post it again. It's the best. I love those videos. Jared wants to break. It's probably <sighs> the best thing to do at this point. Lame. Picked up on the near side. Nylander lost it. Walk creeps in. Feeds right. Score! What do you know? It's Phil Kessel. In his 989th game, Phil Kessel playing all of those 989 in a row. Today, he scores his first Golden Knights goal. It's a power play goal. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff. Featuring Lindsey Brown. All right, we're back, right, and we're, we're talking back. about uh, we're talking about food, and Panda Express, Panda Express. Hey, looking for a sponsorship, Panda? <laughs> yeah, come on. Holla at your girl. I'm a frequent flyer. Sales? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Jared is now putting the hoodie over his head. He's now gone into management scene. Uh, before we get to Kessel, I want to ask you both of you something because we didn't get this, but this is, I think, is interesting. The NFL is reviewing alleged autograph interaction between two referees and wide receiver Mike Evans of the Buccaneers. Uh, the exchange was captured on video by a Carolina Panthers beat writer and posted on Twitter following the game. In the tunnel. Yeah, referees Tripp Sutter and Jeff Lambert can be seen handing Evans a piece of paper and writing utensil, at which point each stands individually as Evans appears to write something down before handing the paper back to them. All right. First of all, he lost the game. What are you doing? Not that you should do it whether Correct. he wins or loses. And did you see the drop? I mean, <laughs> and you saw the drop. I mean, this is like, you've got to be kidding me. So my question to both of you is, is there anyone you would die to have an autograph or a selfie with their picture that you could save till the end of time that you would risk the profession of which you're in because of the media profession and the sense that you're not supposed to do those things? And I'm saying anyone, not just sports. No. Uh, no for me, just because it... I don't know. I don't pedestalize people as much as that. And I just think it's really awkward. Be like, hey, can I have your autograph? Even though it's for like 20 seconds, I, it's so uncomfortable for me. So I, I don't think I'd ever do that. And we're held to similar standards as, as media members. And it's a completely different thing with the refs. Because then you're like, well, are you favoring him? Are you giving him a call? Right. Like, it, right. it, it's a completely different consideration. But, I mean, I remember after Marc-Andre Fleury had that amazing glove save versus the Toronto Maple Leafs, went, the one that basically got Mike Babcock fired that I went to the to the Arsenal or whatever the store was at City National and bought, like, the game pucks with the intention at the end of the season to maybe say, like, hey, can you sign two of these? And I want to give one to my cousin who's, like, a huge fan of his back in Minnesota, so he's loving his life right now. And just one for myself, but obviously the pandemic happened and it never panned out, but that's okay. Like, it's it, those are cool items, but I'm not willing to go through the fire for them. Jared, I mean, anybody. I, I was going to go with W.E.B. Du Bois, mostly because... 
he was an American sociologist, and I thought he was really cool. And what would you have him sign? No, oh, a selfie. A selfie. Oh, okay. Mostly because he died in 1964. Right. So right. that'd be really cool. Yeah. And the then it would be political. There'd be political fallout okay, now, of it because he said some things. If we're if we're reaching back like that, I'd like an Eleanor Roosevelt autograph. I'd ask her for one. Yeah. But yeah. do you think there'd be political sign a newspaper? Do you think there'd be political fallout? I don't think she'd care. Neither would I. See, St. Lindsay's strong. I'd have to go selfie with Papa. Ernest Hemingway. Oh. I'd have to go selfie with Papa. I'd have to. I mean, and then maybe because he's a writer, they wouldn't be so mad at me. <laughs> like I mean, like he be might like, be mad at you. He might. He, well, no, he'd punch me in the face. Yeah. yeah. Just Here's your damn autograph. He'd, he'd, yeah. he'd turn away from his... His scotch <laughs> on the bar say, stool. Would it be better to have a belt with them? Yes. Yeah, like you're just drinking whiskey with Ernest Hemingway, or would it be better to have an autograph? That would be good, having a drink with Ernest Hemingway. I'd have to drink. Yeah. Now oh, I'm just thinking of all these different people in history that I would have liked. Uh, like, Jared let's have a memory. An autograph for Cleopatra. Let's just I mean, have exactly. her sign, sign something. People, let's, yeah. let's really go back in time. Absolutely. All right, we came in with our song, We Have to Be Positive, but I don't know if you're going to be positive about this. So we talked about uh, Phil Kessel's Iron Man streak. We all agreed that it was a you know, great thing, special. really hard to do, very special. Uh, had the goal that was disallowed, had the uh, assist on the WAH goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, he and Riley Smith had those assists. But up until now, great has been swimming. Yeah, great because he's down on the third line. We talked about it yesterday. Is that really a place for his type of game to be on a third line. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Are, are you setting up Phil Kessel for his best game, or are you setting up other people for their best games? Well, in that sense, I think you're setting up other people for exactly. their best games. And that's basically what this team is. Like, Phil Kessel is uh, a new member of this team and a locker room ad for, for cultural reasons, but he's not being brought in to be, you know, some offensive savior. He's brought in to make the guys around him their lives easier and to open things up, but not necessarily to execute at that level. So I I was a little nervous with them throwing together that line. I was just like, oh, I don't know what they're going to be able to do. But I thought they looked great last night. I thought the bottom six last night was excellent. The, William Carrier was the best player on the ice, not named Logan Thompson. He was unreal. He was driving the net like crazy last night. But Phil seemed like Has he was up trouble with, finishing, doesn't he? Oh, I, I, we don't pay William Carrier to finish, though. Okay. We pay them, to, right. we pay them right. to create energy and to create space for other guys out there and to generate momentum, which is a hockey term that you know. No, hate. I saw it's, that. It's by a the real way, thing. By the way, last night, I think you did that on purpose. Uh, I do it on purpose you do it now on every purpose time. Every time now with momentum. Well, I just I don't understand why you guys are so against it because it's well, just. Well, we're more against it now that you're so. If forced. you listen, I know, but if you listen to any hockey broadcast, any oh, player, I know. if you listen to any player, Mark Stone talks about momentum all the time because it's a very real thing in the game but you that's why you start the fourth line is to generate that energy to get the get your opponents on their heels early and it just seemed like they were able to generate a lot of disruption in the offensive zone and as I, I mentioned earlier I was talking to Bruce Cassidy about entering the zone and how they they're not driving the net enough I'm like if I can see William Carrier do this, then I can see Jack Eichel do this because the lane is there. And and William Carrier has a much different body, and he can lean and, and he can push his way to Ooh. the front. But it's it's sometime about leading by example. And so I, I was enthused by what we saw from the bottom six la- last night and from Phil because he had a couple of, of really good chances. All right, so this is okay with you? I'm fine with it. William Carrier has a tricky body? That's what I was about to ask. Does he have a, tri- <laughs> he have a tricky is body? Is it a different tricky. body or tricky? I don't know if it's tricky as much as it it's imposing. 
right? He plays such the a hard... big guy. Well, he's a big guy. Okay, well, let's see how big exactly. <laughs> She's going to the sheets. He's 6'2", 218 pounds, which is the perfect hockey what? body. 6'2", 218. That's the perfect hockey body? Yeah. Oh, and, good and, Lord. I got to lose some weight. Where he where he holds his weight when he skates, he's it's he is a really hard guy to push off the puck and gain physical leverage against. And some people can do that when their feet aren't moving really well, and some people can do that really well while they're in motion. He can do both. He's not going to beat anybody with his feet unless he has a step on you or, or more is coming in with a, a greater amount of speed, but he's going to be able to lean and create space that way. And that's where the success of the fourth line comes with. It's not necessarily I'm going to hit a lot of guys and create a lot of chaos that way. It's can I protect this puck? Can I get to the puck first when it's broken up in the play? They do an excellent job. Him and Keegan Colesar do a great job of that. That's why you think they're Stanley Cup contenders. Yeah, of course they are. Why? Well, look at how they're playing. Look at their record. Look at their goaltending. We're getting good returns. I was getting to and that people, thirty-five. People are going to improve. That's the other thing too. Is like these people get better as the season goes on. Knock on wood. No more knocking. Sorry, theater of the mind. No knocking. We got to get a new <laughs> table, I, or I need to get like a separate one. We'll bring in a TV tray for you. Yes, <laughs> I have one. Ah, there we go. That's, that, go. Has some, that has some gumption. And then you set it down in a meeting. I live loudly. I mean, just start hitting this, out. right? Come yeah, on. exactly. Uh, I was getting to that 35. You know, he lost his last two uh, games, even though everyone said, well, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. Well, it's the best. Are you talking about Logan? I'm talking about LT. Well, he's 36. No, I know, but he's I'm asking you. you. Uh, yes. I'm calling you 35 because God forbid we call you anything else yes. around here. The greatest number in sports. Yeah, all right. The energy. There was a 35 in the other net last night. And there was some really chaotic energy coming out from Sam. But that kid was pretty period. good. Uh, he settled in that first period. He was untethered well, like Sandra Bullock stunk. in that space movie. Yeah, well, yeah. Defensively, they were awful. I was shocked how easy it was for the Golden Knights to kind of walk all over Toronto last night. But maybe it's because they're putting Mitch Marner at the defensive position. Maybe just me. Maybe just have him focus on his job, which is like setting up people for goals and stuff. You're like, oh, he played so well. Almost I had one up. himself hit the post on the breakaway. That's Mitch Marner. <laughs> All flash, no finish. So LT was good in your mind? LT was great. LT, I was really impressed with LT because the Golden Knights have done a really good job of starting fast. And as I was you know, talking about a minute ago, a lot of that has to do with the fourth line and creating that energy. But sometimes that means he doesn't see a lot of shots. And that's a much different mental load for your goaltender. Like I know a lot of goalies that are either um, really good when they're getting absolutely peppered, but when they're not seeing as many shots, they 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 lose themselves. They they'll let in one or they'll let in like three goals off of 10 shots because they can't stay engaged. Like that's, it's a huge, huge mental task. And he was able to stay engaged, especially through the the latter half of the period in the first, where all of a sudden there was like this onslaught in front of him where they were getting grade A chances. There's chaos in front of the net and he was holding his ground. He wasn't getting outside of his crease and he was a lot calmer last night. He wasn't popping out rebounds where his hands were getting in front of the puck before it got to his stomach. So all of those bad rebounds that were popping out against Colorado weren't there last night. He, you know was, he was great. You know what he was doing? What? He was gaining a lot of momentum. He was. He was generating. He was harnessing it. All right, 35. Great stuff by you. When we come back, NFL with Charles McDonald. Third and nine at the Raider 13. Mills takes the snap. Heavy pressure. Throws right side. Has Chris Moore across the five. He's across. Touchdown, Houston. Mills in the face of the blitz. Got it off to Moore for six as the Texans go in front. Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas studios, this is the Press Box with Graney and Bischoff. Featuring Lindsey Brown. Here we go. Follow him on Twitter at 4 It's Charles McDonald from Yahoo. How are you, Charles? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How about you? Good, man. Um, 
first off, I want to talk Raiders because I know you wrote about them. Uh, and in terms of is is this the Raiders that we saw the other day that it could be coming down the stretch? Now the schedule gets easier. What did you think of their performance? And you know, could this be the team that runs off five or six wins, giving their schedule and the way Josh Jacobs is playing? Uh, I think that this is kind of like the performance you've been waiting to see from them for the whole season, I guess, in terms of uh, how complete they looked at times. But, you know, for me with the Raiders, just like, okay, you got step one down. You finally played like that team that was supposed to light up the scoreboard when you signed uh, Devontae Adams and added him to an offense that already has some talent on it. And, you know, if you can just kind of – not be unlucky like they have been in some of these other games, you know, uh, blowing the double-digit leads to the Chiefs, the Arizona game. Uh, I, I don't think that this team is, like, actually as bad as, you know, your standard 2 of 4 team. Like, you, you look at them versus, say, a team like the Panthers, you know, same record, but they're not playing the same style of football. So uh, I, I thought that it was encouraging. You're finally starting to see returns on, on what you uh, – on what you pays for this offseason, and, and that's a good start. Uh, now you kind of need to keep racking it up because I, while I don't think they're like the quality of your average team for a team, the reality of the situation is like you're still chasing Herbert and Mahomes for the AFC West title and to make a playoff spot. So you kind of got to get 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 yourself going pretty quickly here. Yeah. So I don't think he can keep up 150 yards a week, but he's he's been very good for a guy who they didn't pick up the fifth year option on as a running back. Yeah, you know they it's always been running back committee with those guys, but now the guy's going for 150 weeks, so it's not going to be running back by committee. Is there a chance uh, they're just going to run him uh, as much as they can and, and and move on from him, given what their given what their kind of mo was in in New England, or do you think that he's uh, yeah. going to be so good that they're like, all right, we we have to sign him? I I think that. That, that, that's exactly what's happening right now. Um, and if, but, it, but I do think it's interesting, like, he's still on the team, right? Like, they right. could have traded him for, for something else. So maybe, I, I think that his performance uh, over the past, I mean, really this entire season, what happened to make you readjust your thinking on what he can be for the future of his offense. Because, you know, I, I, I think that we're in a spot with NFL analysis where, you know, you hear running backs don't matter, but I think some do. Uh, you, you watch Saquon Barkley kind of put the Giants on his back for the whole season. Kind of hard to say that that guy was just replaceable by any run no player. And I think Jacobs was trying to put himself into that that uh, that atmosphere. You know, it, right. it, it's it's been interesting to watch him like in this year finally play like the first round back uh, that that they drafted a few years ago. But if he keeps playing like this, I think they're going to have a really hard uh, discussion with themselves, like, hey, we know that maybe this isn't the most efficient way to, to build a roster, but at the same time, this guy's become so integral to our game plan that we kind of need him to stick around. So uh, I'll be interested to see if they even slap like the franchise tag on after the season because uh, now that running back contract is kind of dipped, that that becomes a little bit more of a reasonable, uh, a more reasonable contract to take off one year. Speaking of New England committees, far be it for me to question the brain trust that is the Patriot way, but I'm gonna sputtering offense. Who's more to blame in your mind? A young QB with with growing pains or actual pains, or the committee of reverse engineering, aka the coordinator less offensive coaching? Uh, how about I'll take you one higher for you, Bill Belichick. Uh, this is weird. This is really weird uh, because <laughs> look, I, I don't I don't think that Matt Matt Jones is. 
you know, this guy that's going to come in and ever be this guy where you can put the whole load on him. But I do feel pretty confident that he's better than, than Bailey Zappi. I mean, uh, it, it's just, it, to me, I thought it was weird that they were playing that game. Uh, the fact that, you know, I, I think it was like 10 minutes before the game started last night, Adam Schefter tweeted, oh, you know, don't be surprised to see both quarterbacks tonight. I'm like, what? What are we doing here? Uh, it, it, to me, I, I don't really understand the decision-making that Belichick is, is doing right now where uh, he thinks like he needs to give Zappi a chance. I know that the offense played okay with, with, with Zappi. No, not, not okay. They played well with Zappi in the lineup. But, you know, that's, that's not an unusual thing in the NFL anymore. Like a, a backup quarterback coming in and playing well for a couple games before it all falls apart. I mean, look at Jacoby Brissett, Cooper Rush. Like, <laughs> there's examples every year of guys – coming off the bench and you put together a few a few games and then you, you get to the game where you're like, oh, that's why you're back up. That's, that's why you're back up. I remember now. Uh, and to me, that was last night for, for Bailey Zappi. Like, I, I think it's weird that someone that we know to be as football smart as Bill Belichick objectively is uh, kind of gets spun in circles by, by this backup quarterback situation. It's a little bit bizarre to me. That We have a... We have a college coach here in Vegas who does that with the two quarterbacks, but for an NFL coach to do that and actually go in with the plan, that's as bizarre a thing as I've heard in a while for the NFL to do that. Yeah, and like, if you don't, my thing was like, if you if you don't like Mac Jones or you're not a fan of him, uh, dude, why not try to trade him, man? Or you spend a first-round pick on him, why not ride him out to the end of the year and fix this problem in the offseason? It just seems weird to me that you know, you would make this investment in Mac Jones, have him start all last season, and then, you know, it takes two games of Bailey Zappi for you to be like, oh, hold on, what are, what are we doing here? Uh, it, 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 was, it was really strange to me. And I, and I think even just the way you, you watched Zappi last night and the way that he, he, he's not a guy that's just going to go make a play, like it's got to be clean, drawn up for him. Even that touchdown to Jacoby Myers, uh, on the throwback that was wide open, like that wasn't a good pass. You know, Jacoby Myers should be able to catch that and just walk into the end zone. But instead, he had to catch it, fall, and squirm like a worm to get across the goal line. It's just, uh, it, it, it's, it's baffling to me that they're really, really doing this happy thing. All right, I'm going to get a little bit crazy here, Charles, but please bear with me because when I saw Aaron Rodgers laying basically lifeless on the field with dejection, I'm like, where is the best place for this guy? Because I think we can all safely say that bringing along a young, inexperienced offense doesn't set his world on fire. What about Indianapolis, though? Yeah, Indianapolis could work, but is it just time for for Aaron to go home? (laughs) That's that's my question. Is I've watched Aaron and... You know, it, it's weird because this, this safe offense that he won, he just won back-to-back MVPs in uh, with Matt Shore. He just sounds like hates this offense, uh, saying that it's too complicated, too complex. Like, uh, Aaron, you seem to be going through some stuff that maybe football can't help you with. So I, I don't know if you need to just go home for a little bit, take your mind right for a year, and then try to come back and go for another title. But uh, yeah, that's my thing. Like, Aaron, are you just going to retire? Like, is that is that what's best for you, bud? But I think it, as far as, you know, other teams go, uh, I don't know. Indianapolis is a tough choice because they, they they don't really have, like, super weapons on the outside. Like, maybe he had become a, a custom of throwing to with Devontae Adams over the past few years. But I think with Indianapolis, they're just kind of getting to a point where it's like, all right, we've been chasing the ghost of Andrew Luck for, like, a decade, or not a decade, but, uh, you know, like five years now. 
maybe it's just time for us to just blow this thing up and start over because that that's kind of what I took from the uh, the uh, uh, the Matt Ryan benching. You know, we've been messing around too long trying to get veterans to step in here and replace our veterans. I'm going to go get a rookie quarterback. Uh, speaking of Hall of Famers with their face on the dirt, uh, is this worry time for Tampa Bay? What, what, what's happened with Tampa Bay and him? Uh, <laughs> I'm 45. <laughs> Look, yeah. I know, I know it's, 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 he's 45 years old, man. Like you said, he's got a lot going on. Uh, <laughs> at some point, as as Look, as unlikely as it seems that as we watched Tom Brady over the past 20 years, at some point, wheels had to fall off. Uh, and I, I think that maybe the combination between him becoming, uh, again, 45 years old, he's five years away from being 50, uh, 45 years old, he's, he's, the offensive line's been banged up, the receivers have been in and out. I mean, at some point, Tom Brady was going to be this, he's going to become a mortal quarterback where, yeah, he can still play well for you, but. I don't really know if he's going to be the reason why you win games anymore. I think he needs a lot more insulation than the Bucks are providing for him right now. How do you expect Kyle Shanahan to weaponize Christian McCaffrey? It's going to take a ton of pressure off of our Lord and Savior, Jimmy Garoppolo, but what will these packages look like when they line up uh, for the snaps? Um, I mean, I would imagine he's going to get the bell cow, like just all, all of these carries. I think that they showed um, – I think they showed off like on the uh, – uh, in the game on Sunday against the Chiefs, they showed off like some ways you can use them in the run game, uh, which is kind of how they use a lot of their running backs. Uh, you know, I think the quick pitch and just get him up the field uh, behind some of their bigger offensive lines on the interior is pretty good. Uh, I'm interested to see how they use him in the screen game uh, and just out of the backfield in general because I think when you look at skill sets, <laughs> interestingly enough, like he and Debo Samuel, they have some of the same skills that overlap, so I'll be interested to see and how those two guys, uh, you know, kind of get into Tawana. I really wonder how it'll affect the pass rates because you've got a, mount, a lot of mouths to feed now. Brandon Ayuk has developed into a really, really solid receiver. So between Ayuk, Kittle, Debo, McCaffrey, like it's a good problems to have, but I think that they still need to figure out like a good run-pass ratio and target distribution that's going to keep everybody happy. I'm very disappointed in this. It just kind of moved a couple minutes ago. The NFL has determined that a pair of game day officials did not request an autograph from Buccaneers receiver Mike Evans. I really wanted them to have done that. Uh, we yeah. asked this question before you came on. You Libby... believe them? Excuse me? No. No. No, I don't believe him either. What are, no, what I don't they believe him for a second. What were they sheet? signing? Like, they like, were like... handing him a pen and paper. What, what, what did they want? His phone number? I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, we asked this before you came on. Living or gone? Anyone you would have asked a selfie or autograph for if it meant uh, uh, tempting your fate with your new job? And it could be anybody. Anybody? Yeah, it, it doesn't have to be sports. Anybody that you would say, you know what, I just have to do this, and if it happens, uh, you know, my new job at Yahoo, then it's going to happen. But I, but this person's willing to do this. Uh, Beyonce, for sure. Nice. Oh, oh there you go. I'm a single ladies. I'm a single ladies. There you go. There we go. Yeah. Beyonce. Well, well different Beyonce. than Ernest Hemingway over it was different there for my you. Ernest Hemingway. W.E.B. Dubois. I said Eleanor no, Roosevelt. It's pronounced Du Bois. If I had a picture with Beyonce, I would blow it up and put it on my wall for the entire world to see for sure. There you go. All right, he is Charles McDonald's from Yahoo Sports. Follow him on Twitter, at Forverts. Charles, great stuff as usual. We appreciate it. All right, talk to you guys later. Take care. Beyonce, coming strong. Yeah, that was good.
That yeah. was uh, that he he played he did the assignment right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. I think we failed. Yeah. Yeah. We're nerds. Me yes, over here exactly. like, like American sociologist. I feel really bad now. <laughs> Literally, with my... I was so shocked when I <laughs> pulled that out. I was like, really? <laughs> well, it was either that or it was like Abraham Lincoln, and I was just like. I don't think that would have any fallout. Yeah, I don't know if you have the arm length to really get him into frame because he was so tall. Plus the whole hat. Like, it would, would yeah, have no, to it's from just, below. Someone just looking at that picture going, shot? Jared, that's just you with a guy with a beard. Yeah. I feel really bad now with Hemingway. Why? That's a great I answer. No, know. that was actually for you. That is a very, very good educated. answer. We are educated. We are a learned group of peoples in here. Okay. <laughs> peoples, exactly. All right. The peoples will come back and talk basketball. Simons gets into the paint, slings it to Dame. Three on the way, buries it. Dame's got 31. Timeout, Denver, 124-102. You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter, at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler. Featuring Lindsey Brown. The basketball. We're off the Are rails. we just doing? Are we just no, doing a musical? No, just sing. You just said this was fun. Yes, I know. Uncle Ed is in charge. We we're haven't made it. Staying up late and eating candy yes, way past exactly. our bedtime. We haven't made any breaks on time. Uh, you keep raising your fingers at me to cut it off, and I just don't do it. And now we're singing songs. Well, no, my favorite one. My favorite one is uh, I motioned for a break, and you go, you nod like earnestly, and then you immediately turn to Lindsay and ask her another completely open-ended question. Where I'm like, okay, hey. oh. and it was a good answer. It was a good exchange. I was like, in retrospect, good question. We're you just gotta hit the hard the, outs. We're That's what I've learned. In the morning zoo. Yep. Hard outs. Yeah, that's... yeah, the the eight o'clock. Yeah, we're this do, we're is, gonna get back at nine o'clock. We're gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. we're getting better. We're we're not good on the. Uh, I'm not. I don't think we're good on the uh, bottom of the hour. No, no, no. We're that's calling, okay, people, we're calling but, people late. Room for uh, improvement. And... We've thus far had both of our guests just not pick up for us because yeah. they probably thought we forgot. <laughs> well, they probably were just like, oh yeah, that's a thing I do <laughs> on Tuesdays. But engagement is through the roof, and I'm sure sales is taking notes. Like we know this. Sales is on top of it. They are on it. I got a quiz for you. Okay. Your Wolves lost to the Spurs last night. What a terrible loss. 115 yeah. to 106. Quiz time. Name one one player on the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Oh, crap. It's not DeMar DeRozan. See, this makes, it, this makes it uh, even I a worse loss. I can't. I could only name one when I tried Greg to do this. Greg Popovich. Yeah, I was going to say. I could only name one. Doug McDermott. Yeah. That's right. I could only name And the him. only reason and I, I can name that anybody. is because Jameson said it yesterday. Yes, I could only I couldn't I couldn't name anybody. So bad a loss that Carl Anthony Towns in the post game uh presser is calling out Anthony Edwards for eating Popeyes and how it's like he does not take well, care of his body and that's Carl Anthony Towns' job to make sure that Anthony minutes. Edwards takes care of his body, which I find interesting, but you know. That's, over. that's insane. The honeymoon's over. I knew the Rudy Gobert trade wouldn't work. <laughs> Did you know that? No, no she was literally. I still you were, you... a lot of things to mortgage on one dude. That's that was my opinion. But I get it. He's going to create uh, a different type of defensive shutdown in the post, and and rebounding has been a huge thing. And ultimately, Carl gets in a lot of foul trouble in in early minutes. And so, if you're taking yourself off the floor, you could at least give some of the bumper boating to someone else. All right. Well, you, Anthony you Edwards, I, other than his off-season comments, which I was not a huge fan of, uh, I'm a huge fan of him as a player. And so if he needs to eat Popeye's, Nine whatever. Nine points in 35 last night. 
That one's not a great thing. He's not going to have a great game. It's, it's not, you're not going to have a great game or a game. It's early in the season. There's 82 you just said, of them. You just said that in the break about the NBA and NHL. Yeah. There's way we get too many games. So, no, it's, I didn't say there's too many games. Is that we get bent out of shape like we do for the NFL schedule because those losses mean a lot more because there's only 17 of them in the regular season. I get it. That if you lose one, it's a big deal. But you lose one and it's one of 82. Who cares? Wash your hands. Practice tomorrow. We'll be back the night Morning after skate. that. Yeah, exactly. Lace them up. Philly finally won a game, one twenty to one hundred six, over a team that actually knows it's supposed to lose, unlike Utah and others by the Pacers. They're tracking dribbles. Did you see that? Yeah, they thought see- they've been tracking I, dribbles. I, first of all, that job sucks unless it's the AWS, which of course the Bezos. But apparently, James Harden has dribbled the ball more himself than his entire teammates combined that's not a surprise yeah no, because he doesn't move his feet all he just is chills yeah. at the top of the key the not even the key that's too deep he's inside the three-point line right <laughs> yes okay just checking we're, we're a sports show basketball is hey. not my native tongue okay? i know i know but it... i can talk it but i can't always visualize it but i can pick up things quickly where's the bumper on the side of the 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 line of the of the box of the what do they call it the three second rule where you can't be in the in the paint Alright. <laughs> Check. Is that part Check. of the quiz? Yeah, no, you you passed yes! that quiz. See, everything's just translatable. It's all calculus. Blazers are four, no, we don't know how. Dame's playing well. Jeremy Grant. They're supposed to be tanking too. Why do all these teams who not who are supposed to lose don't want to lose? It just doesn't make any because sense. Because there's only a 14% chance and Adam Silver's done a bang up job. Alright, you were gonna ask David Ruth, we were gonna ask we well, we got into vasectomy talk, so we couldn't do that. About uh, Russ. Was I? Yes, you were. Russell Westbrook? Yes. Yeah. I, think I you was? Ta- I think you were on tap for that. Yeah. We discussed this before what? the show. Didn't we? Yes. We were talking about Russell Westbrook? Yeah, before because we the said Roth does basketball as well. I yes. don't remember this. Yeah. I feel You're bad for him. You're supposed to ask him. him. I'm sorry. Oh. You should feel bad for Russ? Yeah. I do feel bad for Russ. He's getting a lot of crap for no reason. Other than he sucks. But it's okay. We all do sometimes.